Thank you for listening to the Passion Church Podcast. Our mission is to help you win by living a genuine Jesus-filled life. If you are ever in Cameron, Missouri, come and see us and join the Passion Church family. Visit our Facebook page or our website at passionchurchmo.com to find out more about us. Matthew, the 11th chapter. Going to hit a very familiar portion of Scripture. You've heard this many, many times. Come unto me, verse 28. 11.28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified real quick. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne, or easy to carry. Does everybody know what a yoke is? A yoke is what you see in the old-time pictures of either horse-drawn or oxen-drawn implements. Uh, Even in the biblical times, they would yoke oxen together to pull a plow so that they could break ground and break the dirt for agricultural purposes. And so a yoke is the collar that goes around their neck and in, in ancient times, it was always made of wood and leather straps and rather heavy and burdensome. And, and uh, we'll talk about that just a little bit more as we go. My favorite preacher of all time had a, a catchphrase that he opened his broadcasts with. And he didn't just do it on the broadcast. I heard him say it many times while he was preaching. He said, you don't have any trouble. All you need is faith in God. Does anybody know who I'm talking about? R.W. Shambach. You don't have any trouble. All you need is faith in God. I'm going to say that one more time. You don't have any trouble. All you need is faith in God. Yeah. Slap your neighbor a high five and say, You don't have any trouble. All you need is faith in God. Mm. Now that's a bold statement. It's a bold statement of truth and it is meant to inspire the hearer to stand up to the challenge before them and to focus on God's can do while bypassing man's feelings of failure and insecurity. He's telling you, 
Whatever is troubling you is nothing compared to the, to the God you serve. Just have faith in him. Because this fleeting moment that you're going through, just like everything else in life, will pass. But God is sure and forever, and he will never pass. In fact, his words will never pass. Heaven and earth could pass, but not his words. Hmm. I love bold statements like this, and the Bible's filled with them. The just shall live by, mm, speak to the mountain and it shall be removed. The word says, fear not. The word says, ask anything in my name and it shall. Mm. God will give you the desires of your how many remember that in the battle of David and Goliath, David said, this day the Lord will deliver you into my... Mm-hmm. A thousand will fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand. Mm. These promises, every one of them, how many knows the promises of God are yes and amen? These promises, every one of them are long life, health, prosperity, favor with both God and man, blessing, increase, Victory, strength, peace, joy, and righteousness. So why are these bold kind of statements so uplifting for some people and yet so burdensome for others? Anyone know the answer? You're waiting on me, aren't you? Proverbs declares not to be too enthusiastic in the morning with your greeting when you're greeting some people. How many have ever experienced that particular thing? Good morning, how are you? You're waiting for me to tell a Colleen joke. I'm not going to do it. How many have ever woke up grumpy? Come on, come on. (laughs) So here's the thing. If the word is so filled with bold, faith-filled statements that let us know what the pathway is, is it, is it that some people are just a class of sourpuss, cantankerous grumps? I can feel some of you going, I don't want to say yes. Or are they deadhead, detached, social misfits? <laughs> Everybody's going, don't, don't flinch. <laughs> well, there, there might be some cases, but I tend to think the answer is no. I just think there's no bad people. I just think there are people chained to the wrong partner yeah. in life, yoked to the wrong spiritual notions. 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, the 14th verse, says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? How many have ever heard your parents, especially you older generation, heard your parents say, You are who you hang with. When I was being raised, I heard that over and over and over. Watch the friends that you hang with because what they are is what you will become. How many knows there's a truth to that? There was one kid in my neighborhood got me in all kinds of trouble over and over and over, and I just couldn't, it's like a magnet, I just couldn't stay away from that kid. 
The more I hang with him, the more trouble I'd get into. May I suggest that whatever and whoever fills your thought life are who and what controls your destiny. Is this all right? We started with talking about yoke and, and how oxen were put in yoke. There was always most of the, the yokes. There were some that were single yokes, but there were most of the time the pictures we see are the double yoke. And those are the ones that the Bible speaks of. And the farmers of the day and the agricultural men of the day understood that if you took two young rebellious oxen who haven't yet learned their ways and haven't yet come into the fullness of their training. Let's just be honest. They haven't had the foolishness knocked out of them yet. If you yoke them together, you're going to have a fun day trying to break ground because you're going to find yourself off in a ditch all day long. If you take two old, <laughs> well-seasoned, ready-for-pasture oxen and hook them together and yoke them together, you'll probably get something that's not real productive. So in biblical times, those who really understood how to make their farm implements work correctly would take a seasoned, well-trained oxen and team it with a younger one who still had a lot of foolishness in it but by the end of the day, you would have a well-oiled machine of wisdom and strength. The Bible declares that you are what you think. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Heart meaning soul, mind, will, emotions. For as he thinks in his heart, mind, will, and emotions, so is he. So may I suggest that you are the sum total of what you think. The good things in your life and the things in your life that have become disgruntled and upside down and, and frustrating are all the sum total of how you think. Wherever your mind, what, whatever your mind becomes accustomed to think about determines the outcome of your life. Is this all right? Success or defeat comes from the same place. Success or defeat come from the same place. Your mind. <laughs> you are what you think. Look at your neighbor. Study him real close and say, I wonder what you're thinking. You are what you think. And if you think, I am blessed, oh, you are. <laughs> if you think I'm prosperous, oh, you are. If your mind is set on I'm happy, you are. Yeah. If your mind is set on I'm defeated, you will be. Yeah. If your mind is set on I'm unproductive, you will be. If your mind says, I'm worthless, you are depressed. Can I tell you a secret? Not every thought that passes through your mind originated with you. 
James 1, 4 says, every person is drawn away and enticed or baited by his own desires, lust, or unregenerated thought life. Last week, I'm kind of springboarding off of last week, if it's okay with you. Last week, we talked about your enemy, Satan, likes to fish in your mind. Your mind is his fishing hole. He uses the appropriate bait to catch you. He knows what to lure you in with. He knows what thoughts. He studied your life enough through the, the, the system that he has of demonic imps that hang around in the atmosphere whispering around you. He watches to see what your triggers are, and that's what he introduces into your life to capture your mind with. He introduces how unfair life has been to you. So you think, well, that's right. And soon you start to confess to others around you how unfair life has been to you. Hmm. <laughs> then you dwell around that thought until a stronghold or a mental fortress is built. We pulled that out of 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, the 4th and 5th chapter last week. Soon your whole life's message is how unfair life is and how down, uh, angry, and upset and frustrated you are about it. And it all starts with a thought introduced by the enemy. Then when you agree with it, now the enemy sets the hook. Now guess who's in control? You know, I did the little illustration last week where I stood there and I acted like someone reeling a fish in. We get impaled by our own thoughts, and then the enemy, he just takes us wherever he wants to go. And no matter how hard we try to fight it or to swim away from it, we get into trouble. And as I stated in last week in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or natural, but they are mighty if I'm fighting the devil in my natural ability, I have no ability. I cannot fight spirit with flesh. I can't just swing at the air. It does no good. It's not landing a blow. But if I follow the word that my weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty to God through the pulling down of strongholds, I've got something to fight with. When I understand greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When I understand that it is God who empowers me. Like lightning Satan fell from heaven at the command of Jesus. And the very same Christ Jesus that walked this earth placed his spirit in you. That you have one third of the Godhead bodily dwelling in you. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Dwelling in you is all the power you need. Everywhere Jesus went, demons and screamed. Demons begin to manifest. They begin to run. They begin to cry out. They begin to beg for mercy. And that same spirit of Christ Jesus dwells in you. The problem is, is you're so busy battling in your mind. You're not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. You're not walking a spirit life. You're walking in a life of confusion, battling back and forth with your thought life, battling back and forth with all the things that the 
the enemy's trying to lure you with and to keep you from. Why? Because he's scared to death you will get a hold of the truth. And like the first Jesus who walked the earth, he's got thousands and thousands and millions now upon the face of the earth. And if they ever wake up to who they are, his kingdom is doomed. Is this all right? First John 3, 8, we talked about this last week. Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy or the devil. We also established last week that strongholds are thoughts or arguments or unreasonable reasonings. And anything that in your mind that argues against God's word of instruction for your life. Jesus came to destroy strongholds. I won't spend a lot of time here. This is just passing in review. But last week we found out that word destroy is the word luo. Luo means to untie, unloose, or unravel. It means to be set free, released, or freed from difficulties, burdens, and needs. There's nothing more frustrating, difficult, or dark than a mind that is yoked to wrong thinking. I'm letting that hang in the air on purpose. It is a bondage all its own. Has anyone here ever suffered a bout of depression? You're going, do I raise my hand? Do I not? Anyone here ever been down and blue and hurting? Anyone here shed tears and you didn't know why? Anyone here ever wake up in the morning and you just want to pull the covers back over your head? Anyone here get started on a journey? The day starts off good and you're feeling good, but by midday you're ready to quit. Anyone here ever lay sleepless at night on your bed just begging God for a little peace that you may go to sleep? Now, according to personality type, every one of us are affected by this battle of the mind differently. Some people become workaholics and that's all they can do. Others find themselves in a place where they just cannot be productive whatsoever. Some try to fill the void with everything that is secular, that they can fill the void with, try to drown their pain with alcohol and drugs. Some just want to escape the double-mindedness, one good thought one minute and a bad thought the next. There's nothing more frustrating than wrong thinking. There's nothing like being lonely or angry or broken or bent and twisted. Have you ever had a thought and you thought, where in the world did that come from? There's nothing like being emotionally exhausted, tormented, either sleep less or sleeping all the time. There's nothing quite like being out of control and you find yourself lashing out at the wrong people at the wrong time over the wrong thing and you can't figure out what's wrong with me. There's nothing 
any more binding than to have your mind knotted with a thousand thoughts and your mind racing a thousand miles an hour and you can't assimilate all of the thoughts. There's nothing like having an unhealthy thought life that spills over into your body. Crying over nothing or crying over everything. It's a dark, dark prison. And it seems helpless and hopeless. And so when some well-meaning brother comes up and says, you don't have any trouble. All you need is faith in God. That statement is so true. It is delivering. It has the power of God in it. It is, it is unctioned by the Holy Spirit. But a tortured mind oftentimes can't hear it. All it hears is I'm in trouble. And what you're saying is got to be just too easy. Oh, that sounds easy. But you don't live with me. I've heard that a thousand times in counseling. Oh, that sounds good, Pastor. But, but let me tell you reality. You don't understand. Now, I'm not being ugly. I did that even as a Christian. Woe is me. You know, I tease a lot of times. I won't go there. I won't go crazy today. But oftentimes... We're like the cartoon in Winnie the Pooh. We get the Eeyore spirit. Woe's me. And our whole existence is around that. And you see all the other little characters. Some of them are fearful and neurotic like Piglet. Oh, dear, dear, everything's going to fall apart, right? And it's funny, but you know, they captured in that cartoon... Real life. All Pooh ever wants to do is just feel an insatiable hunger. The rabbit, he's all about himself and doesn't want to be bothered. And I see these patterns over and over with people who should be the most victorious people on the planet. But they're struggling in the battle between the ears and in the mind and in the soul and down deep where deep calls unto deep. That is the hardest, gnarliest battle of all. If we're going to help them win, we've got to help them win and help them to understand that what seems to be helpless and hopeless is not true. And may I suggest that if you are struggling right now with feelings of I'm not good enough, I'm not adequate, I'll never be good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I can't do enough, I can't achieve enough, I want you to understand that is not the real you. It is the you you've become comfortable with because you have yoked yourself to wrong thinking. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. If we can change how we think and take our carnal thinking and drag it kicking and screaming into the word of God and stand on what the word says, then you don't have any trouble. All you need is faith in God.
Look at this. You are not what you think you are if you have yoked yourself to the devil. You just need to understand that you have been lured there by the devil's fishing expedition, and this is not the real you. You have been enslaved. You have been tricked. But Jesus has come to untie your mind and break the yoke of bondage that has been built around your heart so that you can begin to think what God thinks about you. Because when I line up with what God thinks about me, I find out a whole lot of things about who I am. Galatians, the fifth chapter, the first verse says this. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Amen. Oh, my goodness. It is for freedom Christ has set me free. In other words, he wants me to be free. It lines up with whom the Son sets free is free. It is for freedom. He wants me to live unencumbered. He doesn't want me caught up in the fact that there's more month than there is money because I got a God of great provision. I've got a great God who's far greater than my lack. And if I can get my faith there, I'm not going to look at my current circumstance and get all wishy-washy and worried and wringing my hands. I'm going to trust my God that he will make a way where there seems to be no way. And I can believe God for that as long as I'm doing everything God's placed in my pathway and I'm being obedient. If my obedience is intact, I've got something to lean on. Let me finish that scripture. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened or entangled again by a yoke of slavery. That spells it out for us, ladies and gentlemen. To think in carnal terms is to make yourself a slave to your thinking. In fact, to make yourself a slave to what the devil wants you to think. And if you catch yourself caught between two worlds and you're wrestling this way and wrestling that way, you need to break to the side of righteousness. You need to believe God's word over what you naturally see in your circumstances. You don't have any trouble. All you need is faith in God. Not faith in faith. Not faith in a movement. Faith in God. I need unwavering faith in the God of the universe. I need unwavering faith when it just doesn't look like it, there's any way it will ever get better. There are times in my life that I felt like Job. Has anyone had a Job moment? While one thing's being announced to you, something else is going wrong, on that's wrong. And by the time you get to the end of that day, you just feel like, you, you just want to, you feel, well, I'm just going to put it this way. You feel lower than a snake's belly in a wagon rut. So 
according to that scripture, it's God's will that you are free from the yoke of slavery in your mind. You cannot live in spiritual abundance while yoked to the thoughts that are contrary to what God's word says about you. You need to be unraveled as we talked last week. You need your mind unraveled from the lures of the enemy. What he's so held you with, Jesus came to break the line so that you're no longer impaled by wrong thinking, but you're absolutely yoked in partnership with Christ Jesus and have the right spiritual frame of mind. Slap your neighbor a high five and say, see, I told you. <laughs> you can't live in spiritual abundance while yoked to the thoughts that are contrary to what God says about you because the word says you're the head, not the tail. So why are you going around feeling like a second-class citizen? Stop it. Line up with what God's word says about you. You're blessed. You're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed in the storehouse. I'm blessed when I'm at work. I'm blessed in my bank account. I'm blessed in my relationships. I'm blessed in my relationships with my wife and my children. I'm blessed at church. I'm blessed at the gas station. I'm blessed at Walmart. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed at Tub Creek. I'm blessed. Somehow the devil steals these thoughts and these truths from our mind. And then we build up those strongholds that, well, it was going to happen. It's going to happen to me. I want you to know you're the head, not the tail. You're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. You're favored with both God and man. That's the word. You are prosperous. Do you know the word all over the word? Old Testament and new declares that a believer is prosperous. If you've been engrafted to the Abrahamic covenant through the grace of Christ Jesus and the law has been fulfilled and you are a believer in Christ Jesus, there are no curses actively working in your life unless you let the devil lie to you. Wow. You are well you are whole. That means complete. And you are healed. But the devil is a liar. But as long as you are yoked in your thought life, all of these truths might as well be a thousand miles away from you. Even though they are true, you cannot receive them because you're yoked to the liar. And the puppet master. Your mind says, thou shalt not steal. But the enemy says, oh, yeah? You're to treat your wife and love her like Christ loves the church. So the enemy says, oh, really? You are living church, passion church. You're living beneath the means God has provided for you. Because we believe the lie 
over the truth. Because we've been yoked to a liar. And because all he can do is lie, then all he plants are lies in my fault life. And if my fault life, even as a Christian, born again, blood bought, is contrary to the canonization of the word, in other words, it, what God's word says and the promises in it, if I think differently than what this says, then I will be subject to the one that I am listening to. Is this too rough? Isaiah 10, 27 says the yoke of burden is destroyed by the anointing or the anointed one. And even though this is a prophetic statement about the lordship of Christ Jesus, it is as true as anything that has ever been pinned. The yoke that is around your neck is destroyed solely by the anointing of the anointed one. And Jesus came to destroy the yoke of sin and bondage. He destroys the sinful yoke. Then the yoke, the yokes that you uh, have in your life life are causing you to live contrary to what the truth is but if you let him destroy the yoke that is around your neck he'll free you from the puppet master and then not he won't become a puppet master over your life what he'll do is he'll open up his yoke and ask you if you would like to place your neck in his yoke and walk with him not as a puppet but as a partner in this life and he will help navigate you through the understanding of the word by enlightening your eyes your mind and your heart to understand the, the deep things of God so that as you understand the promises you know that the promises are yes the promises are amen the promises are yes the promises are amen the promises are yes and amen the promises are yes and Amen. And wherever I go, I take the promise giver with me. Wherever I go, I take the promise keeper with me. He is with me. He leads me. He guides me. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Just simply, if I can paraphrase one more time. If you are worn out, weary, and broken, yoke with me. I'll go slow. I'll teach you truth. I'll unravel and untie your troubles and loose you to walk with me in an overcoming life of complete victory. For the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes and amen. Yes, and let it be done. Oh, get a hold of this. Yes, and let it be done. Yes, let it be done. As your word says, Lord, let it be done unto me. 
How many remember the words of little Mary when Gabriel showed up to announce to her that God has chosen you for a specific task at a specific moment in your life? And instead of running from something that was going to bring great persecution upon her life, she embraced the word of God. She embraced it believing that the final outcome would be far greater than the, than the, the beginning of the trouble that she would start her journey in. May I suggest to you that we spend our whole life dodging and ducking the devil we spend our whole life thinking he's bigger than life itself the bible says i got the power to move mountains and he's nothing more than a mouse with a megaphone he's been reduced to the lowest of the low he he, he gravels in the dust of this earth. Uh, he's eating dust. He's eating my dust. Turn around once in a while and just ask the devil how it tastes to eat my dust because I'm a child of the Most High God. Every promise is yes and amen in me and nothing designed against me shall ever prosper as long as Christ is with me. I have the power to overcome. Wow, I've got to finish. Go ahead, Austin, if you would, to the piano, if you would. There's so much more I could do, but I've got to stop there. I'm out of time. But I want you to leave this place with the understanding today that if your thoughts will line up with the thoughts of God, that if we'll stand faithful on what God has said, we, we have nothing to worry about. It doesn't mean that the journey doesn't have rocks. It doesn't mean the journey won't get sand in your shoe. You're going to have difficulties because you're living in the nasty here and now. But spiritually, I can overcome anything the devil brings my way. Spiritually, I can run through a troop, leap over a wall. Spiritually, when I walk into the room, devils ought to tremble. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was talking with the Holy Spirit this morning, and I told him, I'm not coming unless you come. And I'm not just doing that for church anymore. When I get out of bed in the morning, Holy Spirit, if you're not with me, I'm not getting out of bed. Holy Spirit, if you're not leading my steps, I'm not taking a journey today. Holy Spirit, if you don't place somebody in my pathway to make a difference for, then what's the purpose of me going? I want to get up and I want to make a difference. I want to turn my world upside down. Cameron's looking for a people who have a right mind and want to turn the world upside down. Cameron's looking for a church that doesn't want to see how close to the carnal edge we can get but people who are righteous and pure and holy and clean who when they walk into the room demons tremble and Satan bows and the power of God flows and those that need his touch the most can get it because you are there because the Holy Spirit is with you. If I preached that in the South, we'd have a runaway. Get ready, Cameron, Missouri, for runaway. This revival won't look like anything from the past. It's going to be so different. People getting set free in the parking lot. People getting set free in the foyer. People getting set free as they walk into the sanctuary on a Sunday morning. And there'll be no fog machines pumping fog, but it'll be the power and the power of the Holy Ghost that is showing Shekinah glory in the room because there have been powerful prayer warriors that have already saturated the atmosphere and called upon their God. Oh, I think you might have figured out by now, pastors had a breakthrough. I'm not the 
man I was even two weeks ago. I'm a man that's on fire. I'm a man with a passion. I'm a man with a purpose. I'm a man with right thinking. I'm a man that knows the promise of God. I'm a man that's got a mandate to carry forth in this community what it is God has given us to do. I'm a man who's wise enough to understand that a one-man show will never carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. I also understand that chronologically God has put me in the journey to become a father to those who need a father to raise up spiritual sons and daughters so that they can go into the world and affect the world around them. I'd quit preaching if the Holy Ghost would let me go, but he will not. I want you to understand that revival has come to Cameron, Missouri. We're not waiting. 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 It's here. It's here. It's here now. It's here now. It's here now. If you believe that, worship your God. Worship your God. Thank him for revival. Thank him for revival. Thank him for revival. We're so glad you listened to this message today. Our goal is to bring hope, encouragement, and help you win, all while building God's kingdom. At Passion Church, we believe in community. If you would like to partner with us in prayer or giving, then send us a message on Facebook or through our website at passionchurchmo.com. We'd love to hear how God is impacting your life through this ministry.